spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. So much to talk about with the border. Title 42 is going away. We actually went down to the border, uh, brought you a live report uh, from KTAR's Taylor Tassler. Uh, you know, we've talked to Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema yesterday, who was in meetings about the border. And right now, we're going to bring in someone who was also in that meeting with uh, Senator Cinema. We're going to talk about the border right now. Joining us, uh, I think he's just uh, back from Washington, D.C., Doug Nichols, everybody, the mayor of Yuma. Mr. Mayor, nice to have you on the show. How are you today? Uh, a little tired from the trip, but good to be home. All right. Well, listen, I know that Title 42 is going away on May 11th. That's one of the reasons you joined Cinema in Washington, D.C. Uh, over the last few days. Cinema joined us, said the government has no plan for when Title 42 goes away. Do you agree? Does the government have absolutely no plan? Well, they released something today that's a semblance of a little bit of a plan, uh, but uh, a plan that that matches the order of magnitude of the situation, I, I don't see anything, any plan like that. So you're there yesterday talking to the muckety mucks, giving your, you know, feel of what's going on to them. And uh, in, in cinema said something to us yesterday that they're more interested in the problem than they are a solution. Do you get that sense? There is a lot of that. And, and I got to say, that's probably been the problem for many years mm. is that, at some level, these are great things to campaign on that's so large to solve that you can't be held responsible if you didn't get it solved in your term. And that's not pointed to anyone specific, but both sides of the aisle, to be frank. Uh, we're joined by the uh, mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols. You know, the one thing that I like about you when you join us is you don't blow things out of proportion. You really do just tell us what's what's going on there. It, it's And at times you've said, hey, listen, we're having some troubles, but it's not as bad as it was two months ago. That's just an example. Um, when Title 42, because I think you kind of keep it real. Um, Title 42, when that goes away, what is Yuma going to look like? Are you guys really going to have difficulties of thousands of people coming over the border? I believe so, and I base this upon some data. The data is this. There's 660,000 people waiting south of the border to cross after May 11th. 660,000? Yes, and that's across the whole border. And if you look at the stats of people that are crossing, the Mexican nationals that are crossing, they're very, very low numbers. Where traditionally, they're always leading the pack. And so there's a bent up demand that I could, it doesn't take much imagination to figure out that's who's waiting. And as soon as the automatic return situation with Title 42 goes away, they're going to want to satisfy that two year of backup of demand. Oh, my Lord. Talking to Doug Nichols, mayor of Yuma. We've Good talked God. on many occasions about what's going on down there at the border. Have you spoke to border agents down there and just kind of got a sense of what it feels like? Because you talk about up and down the border all the way, you know, from El Paso, McAllen to Tucson. What's the sense in Yuma that you guys uh, are? What's it going to look like when it finally goes away on May 11th? Right. We've actually had some some pretty good meetings, some pretty extensive meetings. And I talk to the agents all the time uh, from the local leadership all the way down to the guys in the trucks day to day. Um, you know, right now it's kind of the calm before the storm. There's still a lot of traffic, but it's manageable. Um, 
they won't say it officially, but they're very concerned about May 12th. Um, they live in this community too. They're citizens. You know, they've, they're not removed from the, what the community is going to experience. They're actually going to see it before we do. Um, what kind so of numbers are very, you very concerned? What kind of numbers do you think you guys might be expecting? Well, I think conservatively we're going to be about a thousand people a day. I think it's going to peak at different times because there's this is not just people trying to come across the border. This is cartels running a business. And so when they want to push a big drug load, say in San Diego, they're going to want to overload Yuma the day before to draw resources to help get their drugs across because there's less resources in San Diego, for instance. That's just an example. But, um, you know, those things are very, very real. And, you know, the people who are who live it day to day are very concerned about it. The mayor of Yuma is joining us. He's just back from D.C. He was uh, with uh, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema. Uh, Doug Nichols is uh, joining us. So, uh, Mr. Mayor, what, have you talked to Governor Hobbs and are you going to ask for her assistance or help or uh, what can she do? Uh, because if you say you're going to get at least a thousand people every day, um, are you leaning on the governor here? Yes, we are. Uh, at this point, I'm talking to anybody and everybody. Um, the governor's office is looking at uh, transportation options. They're looking at other nonprofits throughout the state, um, how they could maybe balance out the um, the input. The number of people coming across and how they're processed and the different communities. So they're working those kind of angles. They call me on a very, very regular basis to kind of get input, run things by me, and then hearing to hear what I'm hearing. Um, so those conversations are happening. Um, the best thing the governor could do is definitely engage the National Guard, uh, get more buses to this location and figure out where can they uh, then help bring people so that they're not released upon the streets of Yuma. How's your hospital? We always talk about the hospital, how much it, they're owed, how the, the fact that it is, is always seems to be, you know, just completely deluged full of people that are coming here across the border having babies. You know, uh, is your hospital prepared for, for what may be coming? So I talked to them just last week. Um, so right now the numbers are, are good. It's there's no uh, concern or crisis at this point. We did talk about a thousand people a day and what those kind of uh, numbers will mean. And they're trying to do their their preparation. They still have not seen any reimbursement on the 26 million. But the good news is they're not adding to that debt right now. Everything else is being taken care of. That's that's become related to the border situation biggest fear on may 12th uh biggest fear is the federal government hasn't done enough and on may 20th i've got a couple hundred people released into the U into yuma that then may 21st has another couple hundred people and 22nd and every day we're adding hundreds of people to the the releases on the streets where they don't have transportation options, they don't have housing, they don't have food. Mm. All right, the mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols, nice enough to join us. Have a great rest of the day, and thank you for uh, joining us right off the plane from D.C. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the uh, the time to talk about it because people need to really understand what this means. It's not just about Yuma. It's about our whole state and about our whole country. Yep.
No doubt. Thank you very much. All right. Um, got about a minute here, Chad. Okay. All right. First good thing, at least there is an open line between him and Governor Hobbs. Uh, that's the least that we should expect. So that's good. Uh, you know, is she going to release the National Guard? I have no idea. Um, but I, I think that the mayor is very worried. Uh, we know As that he should be. I mean, he, is worried. The you know? number yeah. we were thinking a hundred thousand, six hundred and some thousand people on the other side of the border yeah. waiting to come over. Yeah, and, and you know the administration doesn't. They're just not. They're, they're not doing anything to, to 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 stop it. Or you know you can't even you can't even extend Title Forty Two anymore. It's not going to happen. So Nor should it because we're not in a pandemic. But we should have come up with something before this. We had all the time in the world. To get something done. We've had decades to get something done. Right. And even the stuff we get done, guess what? We've had decades to enforce those things, and we don't. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll continue to talk about the border and what's going to happen on May 11th when Title 42 does go away. All right. Coming up next, should you be worried about losing your job? Is now the time? We'll talk about it next. Hey, let's talk about that just for a moment. Uh, Arizona Cardinals fans, uh, you know, really the only thing you're going to have to look forward to over the next couple of years is the draft. This is not going to be a good football team. Um, And so coming into today was the NFL draft. The Arizona Cardinals had the number three draft pick. They just traded the number three draft pick for the number 12 draft pick. So you're saying, well, why would anybody move from three to 12? Well, they have to be getting more than a number 12. And we don't know what that is yet because you're giving up a number three pick and you're dropping to number 12. So, uh, again, and if anybody really cares, Houston had the number two pick. They traded to the Cardinals and now they've got the three. So Houston has the Texans traded. You have it? The pick, the 12th, the 33rd, and a 2024 first round pick, and a 2024 third round pick for the third pick and the 105th pick. Okay, say it again. The so no- we got number 12. So, so this is what the Cardinals are getting by giving up the number three pick in the draft. Yeah, they got number 12. This year. Yep, 33. This year. Yep, and then next year they got a 2024 first round pick and a third. Third round pick. It's not bad. No. Uh, wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. He do a sports show on Saturday. That's what I heard. Uh um, you can have pizza. What do you think of this? Yeah, I haven't done like the trade chart to see right. if this all works out, but yeah. Get a I number mean, one next year. That's a pretty good haul. I mean, the 33rd pick you said they get, right? Yep. Yeah. That, by my math, is the first pick in the second, second round. round. That's pretty good. And the Cardinals already have, I think, pick number 34, if I did my math right, or 35, somewhere in there. Plus, yeah. this helps kind of ease the sadness of going from, what, the 66th to the 94th pick? Yeah, I, I think for a lot of you who are Arizona Cardinals fans, this is not flashy. This is kind of boring. This is what re- teams who rebuild, this is what they do. Um, and so are you going to get... You know, the exceptional player that you would at three? Nope. You're going to get somebody at 12. You're probably not going to know who it is. But you're going to get next year's number one pick from Houston. And here's the other thing. You will have the number one pick overall in the draft. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that to be mean. The Arizona Cardinals have been decimated. And they're probably going to be the worst team in the NFL next year. 
I'm not the only one saying that. So they'll have two number one picks, including maybe the top overall pick. So what you would hope is that Houston stinks next year. Yeah. And you get a better pick. Okay, so there you have it. Um, but Houston traded away Deshaun Watson and have now going to rebuild their entire team in two years. <laughs> and it's that's pretty exciting in Houston. As for Arizona, it's a rebuild. Well, it shows you how fast, though, things can turn. It is. It is. And maybe the Cardinals can turn it quickly. I don't, I don't know. Um, but they did get rid of their number three pick, and they got a whole bunch of other stuff. All right. So uh, interesting talking to Doug Nichols in the last segment, the mayor of Yuma. He's worried about, you know, uh, Title 42 going away. Uh, you know, one of the other big uh, uh, stories today uh, is uh, Jerry Springer died. Yeah. And you're like, why are you guys bringing Jerry Springer up? Jerry Springer's probably going to go down in history. Uh, I don't want to say he's like one of the greatest hosts like for a talk show, but his show he changed history was controversial, and he did change history. He changed history. How Very did he few change people history? Will be remembered as a pioneer in anything. He pioneered daytime television. But the show was garbage. There you go. Okay. He brought reality TV. He was the internet before the internet. Yeah, he started the show in the nineties, ninety one. Right. He brought people on who would marry horses. Not a joke. Right? Somebody who lived in a box. Adult babies. He brought adult babies and diapers on the stage. <laughs> that poop their babies. Right. Right. <laughs> and, like, you know, a lot of us think, like, I wonder if they, they were real people. I think very much at the beginning, these were real people. Here's another one. He brought someone on the show who wanted to amputate both of his legs and did it. And did it. Did it. That's insane. Yes. Yes. It oh was. my gosh. Yep. That is Andy. So pre the internet, as I always, I explained this to my kids a couple times because they'd always laugh because they'll watch some of these things on TikTok mm. with a Jerry, Jerry. And the reality of us in our world not having the internet back then, this was it. And you'd go and you say, did you see that nut job that married a horse or? Yeah. The, oh, that was, you had to wait. You had to find it again and hope there was a replay. He brought, this internet world to us on television, and he was the first one to show, hey, look, people are so desperate to be famous, watch what they'll do. He was a soap opera and a boxing match all at once. Yeah, he was. He That's was, what it was. He was an influencer. He was the world's first influencer. I don't know if he's an influencer. He was absolutely an influencer. He influenced the way that we viewed television and kicked off a whole new world of reality insanity. Here's a uh, Springer random clip. I don't know what we're playing, but I'm sure it's going to be hot garbage. Right, he's supposed to be my best friend. Oh, he's the best friend <laughs> yeah, he's that was supposed messing to be. around with your boyfriend. Yes, in my house. Here is Raheem. I love how they put the one person on stage just getting cheated on and like, well, let's bring on the person. <laughs> And then the two stand up. You're supposed to be my best friend. And now they're going to hit each other. I ain't got no friend, honey. You is not my best friend. Oh, gosh. Oh, what you mean I'm not your best friend? What you talking okay, about? Okay, what? Oh, oh it crap. It's going to get on right oh, now. Oh, my gosh. And it did. It did. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or well, what do you do during the daytime? I mean, do you have a living? Do you, do you work? Yes, we do. Both of us. And you you do this during, I mean, you wear a diaper to work? No. This is, um, it's like a security blanket to him. The blanket's fine. It's the diaper I don't understand. There's a dude in a diaper sitting on a chair. Yep. Unbelievable. 
Yeah. He brought us weird stuff. He did. That, you know, it's, uh, but he, he, he had people go viral and the viral would happen on television, be talked about in the water cooler. Yeah. He's the complete opposite of Oprah. The show is the complete opposite of Oprah. Yes. Oprah at times, obviously, intelligent. You learn something. There's an issue that she's talking about. Gary Springer was just, just trash yeah. TV. And it was... Somebody's coming on talking oh. about real stuff with Oprah and how they were you know, molested or how they survived a plane crash. And, and he's like, all right, this person over here had this person's baby, but they don't know it yet. We're going to send you guys out <laughs> running at each other at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And you guys fight. And while they're fighting, everybody in the audience is going to cheer for me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so Jerry Springer did uh, pass away uh, earlier today. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we want to hit the economy because there's a story it's being hit already. on the economy that is very troubling. And, you know, we're not here to scare you. We're here to tell you what's going on. This is the part of the economy where it starts to go bad and you should start worrying about your job. That's next. All right. Are you worried about your job? This is not something that we've really brought up before, but recession fears are creeping in. Uh, there was um, uh, the GDP first quarter. It was 1.1% growth, yep. which is worse than the last two quarters. Yep. And so what we're doing is we're heading towards negative territory. And if you get two quarters in a row with negative territory, you are officially in a recession. Yeah. And then you throw in job loss because we've already had two quarters last year that were down. They were down. But one was the in the threes, one was in the twos. So, so strong. People were really terrified about it, yeah. but you start to see job loss and fear. That's when everything changes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were dealing with inflation, and it was out of control. And some of you cut down a little bit, you know, but others just kept spending. And now you've got... And now we're in a mess because of you. Well, here's the thing. Now now what you have is we're, we're on the edge of a recession, and nobody knows how big or, or, or small or how it's going to be. But this is when you start kind of worrying about your job because now companies are cutting. Yeah. Yeah. You were able to maybe squeak by with high gas prices and inflation, and it, and it hurt. It hurt a lot of people. For other people, it didn't hurt that much. But that's, it paid a little bit more. It was more of an annoyance. Right. Uh, but it wasn't what I think is coming because I think, it, you know, to get inflation down to three and four, you know, maybe 2%, you, you need another couple, two, three million people to lose their jobs. Right. People start to get worried. They don't spend money. They don't spend money. The pressure on all the goods that are out there, stuff and demand comes off. Mm. It falls. It's, it's uh, all about if you worry for your job, if you, you know, because no one's 100%, oh, they're never going to fire me. You just never know. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. Are you changing, you know, some of your plans? You know, you were talking about you just you you're not going to go. You you haven't gone to or like a restaurant for no, lunch. No. You're brown brown bagging it every yep, day. I am making my soup and stuff here, and and right. I'm just trying to save money. And and the gas thing is ridiculous. I was telling you yesterday, we had a twenty cent jump overnight from four twenty nine to mm -hmm. four forty nine, and it's well over five dollars in and most it's parts well of the valley. Over five dollars here, and it's uh you know we're we're making decisions you know on just trying to be smart. Can I afford it? Yeah. But the reality is, is I want to be smart about it. And that's, you know, uh, some of the stuff I've been, you know, you know, talking to my kids about. It's like, yeah, you can have it, but do you need it? Right. So I think a lot of us are going to start watching our money 
much more closely. Do we need this? Do we do we do we need it? Because if we don't need it, maybe we don't buy it. Yeah, there's and, a lot of things I want, but right. a lot of things I don't need. But that's what the Fed wants from us. They want us to not spend money. They want us to be sent into a recession, as weird as that sounds. Because the only way we can get inflation down is to shred jobs. Well, they don't want it. They want us as close to a recession without technically being in well, one. They're, they're, but you can't do no, that realistically. No. It's like a train. Right. It's moving. It's not going to stop on a dime. Yeah. All right. So I think a lot of people are going to start worrying a bit about their jobs. It's going to create some stress this year. It's going to be tough. And, and the, you know, it's just been so hard. 2020, we got hit with COVID. Obviously, it went on to the next year, part of 2022. Now we're out of a pandemic, which is great news. COVID's not gone. The pandemic is gone. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But it's like, when are things going to get normal? Because they haven't been normal in years. And, you know, I'm, I think I think we're all kind of tired of it. It'd be it'd be nice if if things went back to normal where we didn't have to worry about breathing on somebody and getting getting sick or if we don't have to well, worry about our job. Moved on, but we're still now getting the that kind of uh, that aftertaste uh, in reality of the economy because we pumped so much money into the economy right, right. that kept it going. And then people spent. Yeah, they they went from worried to we've got disposable income. But if we didn't do that. Would we have been worse off? We won't. We we'll don't never know. know. We'll never, ever know. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. It's the NFL draft. Uh, they traded their number three pick. So they remember, were responsible tonight. They, uh, they were the third worst team in the league. So they got the number three overall pick. And they traded it to Texas. So the Arizona Cardinals won't pick at three. They'll pick at 12. Yeah. But to make it real simple, they'll get Texas's... Texans. Houston, the uh, number their number one pick next year. Yes, so well, that's they, no, exciting. They get their number one pick this. They get the they get 33rd. their number one pick. They get yeah. They get the number one pick this year, and Texas is number pick number one pick next year. Yeah. So hopefully that'll work out. We'll see. Who knows? It's going to be a long night. A long year. It's going to uh, feel like thirty games this year for the Cardinals. I know. We're fine. <laughs> Deal with it. How you like-